do you have a winning product idea? And you're saying to yourself, how do I actually source this product? Because one of the most painful things I think for a lot of sellers is I have this great idea in my head. It, the numbers all look great in Helium 10 or Jungle Scout or wherever else you're looking. Um, I have a good sense of the tactics that I need to employ to sell the product, but how do I actually get the product so that I can sell it? And so how do you find the right manufacturer, the right supplier? So we're going to go through all of that in this video. My name is Kevin Sanderson. I'm the VP of marketing here at my Amazon guy. And in addition to being the VP of marketing at my Amazon guy, which is a mouthful there, I have been selling on Amazon since 2015. I've been sourcing products on Alibaba.com since 2015 as well. So for over eight years now. Um, so I'm going to walk you through a few things that I look at when I am sourcing products um, that hopefully will help you kind of weed out some of the um, suppliers that may not work well for you so that one day you're just going back to the same suppliers that you found because you did the right homework on the front end. Uh, so that that way you've got a reputable supplier. You just send a quick message to, Hey, I need another 500 units or I need whatever. And they just take care of it for you. They know what you want. They know what you need. So we're going to go through all of that here in this video. So uh, I do like to use Alibaba.com and I'm going to show you that here by showing you my screen. So there's two different ways when you have a product that you can go about looking for things. One, you could do what's called a request for quotation, an RFQ, or you could do a search kind of like you would do a search on Amazon. So um, let me start off with the uh, looking at individual suppliers and uh, spoiler alert, I recommend you actually do both. So let's just say we're searching for a, a garlic press. And so um, let's go about it by starting off by seeing what the search results. So Alibaba is kind of like Amazon or Google where it's a oh, search garlic spinner. Um, garlic press. I think I got caught up there in the uh, suggestions. So it's laid out very similarly to Amazon where you've got basically their version of A plus content, um, not A plus content, excuse me, um, uh, brand, uh, like their version of sponsor brand, I should say, display ads up at the top. And then scrolling on down here, they do have, some of these are sponsored, I'm not sure which ones are sponsored here, which ones are not. So um, it acts a lot like Amazon in the sense that you're looking at, things like price, you're looking at things like the uh, images, and you're looking at uh, some other potential uh, trust factors. And so on Amazon, what's really important is I'm sure you're looking at not just the image, but also the reviews. Now, reviews are not necessarily going to be a big thing on Alibaba, because even a supplier that may be doing you know, tens of thousands of units a month of a particular product, they might not have any um, reviews because they might only have a handful of customers for that particular product, but they're buying container loads at a time um, and maybe only buying two, three orders a year. Whereas somebody on Amazon, you know, that's selling a product, you know, if you get maybe one or 2% of people who purchase your product, leave you a review over time, that adds up quite a bit. So looking at this, you want to look at some other trust indicators. Um, so they have a, a, a program that they call uh, 
a gold supplier. And so you can see how many years they've been a gold supplier here. Um, seven years, two years, nine years. Now that doesn't necessarily uh, correlate to how long they've been in business. Now, granted, they would have to have been in business for at least that long. Oftentimes, suppliers may have only been a uh, supplier for two years, but um, that's only an Alibaba as a gold supplier, which is a program that they're paying for. They also have programs called Verified, which is a third party um, process they go through as well as verified pro, which is a higher level of scrutiny. I personally like to look to see that they have a couple things. I like to look and see, you know, are they a verified supplier? So I would click that here. Um, so that's going to weed out anyone kind of like if you're a customer on Amazon, maybe any products that have less than four stars, um, you weed those out. I like to weed out ones that aren't verified. I also like to know that they have trade assurance. I, in eight years of selling, I don't think I've ever had to actually use trade assurance, but I just like knowing that this is a particular program that they have um, where if you meet all the criteria and the supplier doesn't ship the product, um, you're basically backed by, which I don't know all the rule ins and outs of it, to be honest, um, you can get your money back. I just more like knowing that this is a supplier who at least wants to meet whatever the terms are of trade assurance and that there is the potential for me to get my money back. Um, so I just trust that supplier. So when I'm sending a wire transfer halfway across the globe, if they meet at least they're verified and they have trade assurance, it makes me feel at least a little bit better. So I like to do that. Then I'm looking at things like, okay, is this the type of product that I'm looking for? So maybe I want to stick a garlic press, um, but maybe this type of garlic press, um, which is their advertising as an onion chopper, um, is not quite what I'm looking for. Now, this is one type of garlic press, and this is another type of garlic press. Um, what I would do is look through here. Now, you're going to find oftentimes the products are not meeting exactly the criteria you're looking for. There's generally, I don't think as many um, suppliers for products as there are sellers on Amazon for a particular product. Cause oftentimes there might be one factory that's selling many, many suppliers on, or many, many, um, sellers on Amazon, I should say. So especially when you start whittling down to like, do they have verified or they have trade assurance? You're going to see, uh, like for example, this one here, which is a strainer for, uh, pasta. So it doesn't particularly apply. Um, you look down here, uh, you see they have this particular thing, which may or may not be what I'm looking for, but maybe let, let's say there's a, I want to handle like this, but I want it to have a black uh, rubber on the outside, kind of like this one. I might reach out to this one and say, this is what I'm looking for. Uh, reach out to this one and say what I'm looking for. I tend to find these prices. I wouldn't get too excited because one, uh, there might be upcharges for if you want any sort of customization, um, maybe, oh, that's if you use a particular type of stainless steel, but you want a, a better stainless steel type or whatever the case is. So let's just say hypothetically, um, I'm going to look at this. I at least like that this one's in the ballpark. I'm going to click that. I'm going to go to this page here and I can see a little bit more about like, okay, you, you can see how they've kind of adopted a lot of the same style with like lifestyle pictures. Sometimes you'll see infographics and things here. Uh, so it tends to, you, you'll see the listings oftentimes mirror a similar flow to Amazon. Uh, it tells you a little bit about the type of materials they use. Um, tells you a little bit about the order volume of that particular product. Uh, scrolling on down here. Now, 
The thing I keep in mind is I am less interested in the actual product I'm looking at and more the potential of the supplier. So this particular supplier, um, they've got reviews, which I don't necessarily worry too much about reviews. Now, what most people may not realize here is this is saying this is uh, a pro buyer. So this is a buyer who's been around for at least a little while. Um, I actually, my account is a pro account. I'm not even sure what I did to qualify for it, but I did. Uh, maybe it's just how long or number of orders I've had or whatever the case is. Um, but at least someone who's you know, a pro buyer, so they're less likely to be a fake review, um, has left a review for this particular product. Uh, scrolling down here, you see this is kind of like their version of A plus content. Um, I like to also see that they have certifications. Chances are, I have no idea what those certifications actually are, but at least they have something. They, they've had other people come in and look at their factory and they have a building. Okay, good. They have a building. Um, you can see like kind of behind the scenes, like, okay, there's a little bit of their manufacturing process. You don't have to know exactly everything. You can ask more questions once you start a conversation. But what I'm looking at now on this page is, are they at least in the ballpark of what I'm looking for? I can always ask, do you have something more like this and send them a picture of what I'm looking for? I'm like, oh, okay. They've worked with other people in the past because at least they've gone to trade shows and uh, it looks like uh, Western folks, um, whether they be from the US or UK, Canada, Australia, or wherever, have taken pictures with them. Oh, they've got you know social proof. So they, they, at least they're trying. Sometimes this is actually a pretty good listing. Not all of them are uh, as well done as this, uh, which is totally fine. So there's a lot I like about this. So what I would recommend doing is clicking contact supplier, um, letting them know what you're looking for. So like, let's say this is not the exact product I'm looking for, but if I was on Amazon, let's say I had a picture of the type of a similar product, maybe not copying, um, but maybe you had like two or three competitors that you were looking at. You like the number, you thought having a black rubber grip was going to sell more or stand out or maybe a blue rubber grip and nobody is selling a blue rubber grip on Alibaba. You can add that, those pictures when you contact them and just let them know, here's the things I'm looking for. I want to make sure it has this uh, 304 stainless steel. Um, you know, I, I want to have custom packaging um, and things of that nature. And I would probably throw in a few details um, like, can you please send me a catalog? Uh, even if they don't have a catalog handy, one, I'd like to see, do they have a catalog so I can get ideas for other products? But then also, if you ask particular questions, are they actually answering your questions? Sometimes you will get suppliers will reach out to you and say, oh, tell me more about what you're looking for. Or, oh, thank you for reaching out to us. Uh, we'll be back in contact. And they never do. It's almost like they just want to check the box that they replied to you. I don't know why. Um, so when you're starting to get responses, both when you contact suppliers individually and when you do an RFQ, which we'll get into here in just a second, you want to look and see, are they providing any sort of value to the conversation? And so um, you'll know quickly, even if their English is broken, that's fine. Chances are their English is better than your Chinese. Although some people watching this may speak fluent Chinese or write fluent Chinese. Um, but chances are you're really more looking for, do they at least have a helpful tone? Um, and do they, or are they just trying to rush you through to get an order or to get a sample or are they at least, you know, uh, keeping the conversation going. And so, um, what I also would recommend putting in here 
is, uh, which I'll show you when we get to the RFQ is just mentioning I'm looking for, and you can create a template to copy and paste. Um, but I'm looking for a long-term relationship with a supplier, uh, that we can work with, you know, for years to come that way. They're not looking at you as just someone who's some tire kicker fly by night. Um, one thing about Chinese culture is, uh, they're a little more formal, um, in how they do business than American companies. I think America, we've kind of become more business casual, which I love. Um, but in China, I think they're a little bit more formal. This is my perception anyway. And one thing that's very important to them is this term called guanxi. Guanxi basically means, um, like relationship. So your relationship capital is very important to you. So just telling them that you're someone who's at least interested in them makes you seem like a better buyer, which you do, I think, want to get look like a better buyer so that they're more likely to want to work with you. And the more they want to work with you, I think the more they work with you on terms and pricing and things of that nature. So then the other option of what you can do is do an RFQ. So let's just real quick go through the RFQ. So if you just go to rfq.alibaba.com as in request for quotation, and let's just put in garlic press and then click get quotes. Now you put in the quantities that you want, what you're looking for. You can ask it to generate, uh, with our smart assistant. Um, I was playing with this earlier. Um, sometimes it doesn't make sense. Like this is completely different, um, dimensions of what I was seeing before, but at least it gives you a framework of, okay, material. So maybe you say, uh, you want, 304 stainless steel, but you could still write out, you can discard that and still write it out. So you could say like material 304 stainless steel, which I won't bore you with going through all of the, the details, but tell them a little bit more about what you want. Put in there, you're looking for a long-term relationship. Um, say, if this is something you're looking for, please provide, I recommend saying, I would like DDP shipping please quote with DDP shipping, which is destination duties paid, uh, which means you're basically door-to-door -door shipping um, to wherever your address is. And if you're not comfortable giving your address, they can look it up with city, state, and zip code or postal code or whatever the case is if you're not in the US. And then if you have any images, I wouldn't use the generate image feature uh, when I was looking at it earlier. Uh, I guess it could give you some ideas, um, but I would have your own images that you upload here um, and then you can decide whether or not you want to, uh, share your business card, which is your contact information. I usually don't initially, um, I usually like to keep the conversation started in Alibaba. So they have a really good messaging platform and I like to keep all the messages there. One, it consolidates everything. I'm less likely to be getting emails from people with like huge, um, um you know, 20 megabytes uh, catalogs that they're sending me every week, um, three years later. Um, so I like to keep it at least to narrow down, um, who I want to interact with. I like to keep it in Alibaba. Then once I start narrowing it down, who are like, you know, if they, if I've got 15 different companies I'm looking at, maybe I'm down to my top three, maybe then I might move it to WhatsApp or something like that. But I like to start it off in Alibaba. And then from there, maybe ask for samples. The one thing I will say with samples is um, the samples they send you initially are probably going to be the highest quality you're ever going to get. So if you don't like the quality of the sample, um, not that maybe a detail is a little different, but um, that the sample is like, you know, 
banged up or whatever. And it doesn't look like it was necessarily because of, you know, in shipping. Um, just note that that is probably the highest quality you're going to get from some factories. Some are really good about working with you and it could just be a mistake. But if you don't like the quality of the sample, you're probably not going to like the quality of the order. And that could have an effect on your reviews down the road. So we hope this was helpful. Um, if you did find this helpful, please smash that like button, as they say, and subscribe to our channel so you can get more tips on growing your business on Amazon and beyond. And thank you for uh, sticking around in this video. Uh, my name is Kevin Sanderson, VP of Marketing, my Amazon guy. Take care.